Welcome to the Jeff Knows Inc. Entrepreneurial Podcast with your host, Jeff Lopes. Jeff has over two decades experience as a serial entrepreneur, building brands like KimuraWare from his home basement to a multi-million dollar global brand that has sold over a quarter million pairs of boxing gloves. Jeff's here to educate, guide, and drive you on the process of bringing your ideas and dreams to reality with the inspiring stories from some of the top business minds. Welcome to episode number 51 of the Jeff Nozine Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Lopes. Our next guest today does not need much of an intro. Completely honored to have her kickoff to season three, Evan Carmichael. Sit back, everyone, and enjoy. We are live. We are live on the Jeff Nozine Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Lopes. A super, super stoked and excited today. We have a special guest on from Toronto, Canada, our home, Evan Carmichael. Evan, give a, give a shout out to everyone. Jeff knows. Thanks for having me, man. Great to be here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love your background too. I, um, I always start on my podcast just for the audience and to get to know who you are, what you're currently doing. And then we just let the conversation flow in and start flowing from there. So Evan, what are you currently up to? I'm talking to Jeff. Come on now. That's what I'm up to. This, this is the highlight of the day. Let's go. Um, what am I currently up to? I'm, I'm the, today we're recording this on a Thursday. Thursday is my public facing day and I'm, I'm basically doing podcasts and shows and Skype calls, uh, all day. And I'm, I'm just so present focused, man. Like I'm all I'm focused on is being here with you on your show, trying to bring as much value as possible. That is awesome. So you're born and raised in Toronto. Yes. What high school did you go to? I went to Crescent, which is at, uh, uh, Bayview and Lawrence area. Yeah. Um, it's private school. And, you know, pros and cons, got a great education. My parents spent, my parents aren't, you know, super wealthy. They, you know, middle class uh, and they spent all of their money basically putting me and my two sisters through private schools. And uh, I was basically one of the poorest people at the school. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's the kind of school where like you got at 16, your parents would buy you a Mercedes that you can then go drive to, to school. And I'm, I'm sitting there waiting for my sister to pick, pick us up in our kind of clunky old K car or Lada. Um, and it was one other guy who was also, you know, the, the, the poor guy, I guess. Uh, so we became pretty good friends at the school, but yeah, Crescent school. I was there from not just high school, from elementary, like uh, middle and elementary, almost what, t- what year did I go there? Grade five. Grade four, I had a lot of learning issues growing up. I had a lot of bad schools and bad teachers and um, low self-confidence. And so I think that was part of also what drove my parents to say, like, how do we just solve this problem so that our our kid doesn't grow up messed up? (laughs) Very, very good. I went to, uh, I don't know if you know it, Oakwood High School. Okay. St. Clair and uh, Dufferin area. Okay, not too far. Yeah, not too far. That's where I grew up in St. Clair on uh, on uh, Dufferin and St. Clair. I grew up there. Then I moved up to Brampton, where our head office is. When I got married, and uh, had kids and stuff. You have uh, you have one or two children. Uh, I have an 11 year old son. Uh, Dufferin and St. Clair too is is uh, I'm half Italian, so that's that's a yeah. That's it's all little, Italians. Yeah, little yeah, yeah, Italy it's, there. It's a great area. It's a great area. Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic area. So with your new book, that's a big part of uh, your promotion now and what you're doing. 
let's talk about it. What, okay. what, what drove it? Where was your mindset when you're writing it? And how long did you take to put it together? So it's called Built to Serve. Yeah, I see it, right it there. Here. Yeah, I see it. Big, big smile beside it. Yeah. Um, the idea is that you're built to serve, that if you're not happy right now as a human, it's because you're not serving. Uh, serving or helping others hits the same part of your brain as having food and having sex, which are also pretty important, turns out, um, to be a human. <laughs> uh, and we know how good it feels to help somebody, whether it's you know buying a coffee for somebody behind you in line or opening the door for somebody. It feels good, but it's, it's kind of momentary where your purpose actually comes from your pain, where if you recognize that whatever pain you went through, whatever struggle you went through, your purpose is to help other people who are currently like that. And there's many, 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 many people who are currently like that. Uh, that ends up being the unlock for the rest of your life. It'll, it'll never get old. You'll never get tired of helping the people who are currently going through the pain that you went through. And so I wrote the book when I was on tour. I went on tour last year. Uh, we did 90 days, 23 cities, uh, crazy tour across the US. And I wasn't talking about this. I was talking about other stuff. And it, it kept coming up in every city. How do I find my passion? How do I find my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? I don't know. I don't have clarity or direction. And I just help people in the workshops. Oh, that's actually pretty easy. Like you don't need to go sit on a mountaintop for 10 years to figure out your purpose. You don't have to hire a $40,000 business coach or something. Like there's a three-step process that I walk people through. Who, why, how? Uh, and then a lot of, in a lot of those sessions, somebody else would say, oh, pick me and, and pick me. And then my workshops kind of got hijacked by helping people figure out their purpose through this process. And so about a third of the way through the tour, I decided I just need to write I need to make this a book. I mean, it's, it's crazy how much people are struggling with this in every city that I'm going to. And Jeff, I didn't have time to write a book. You know, I was, I was already on tour. Everything's already behind. We're also spending a day. So every four days we're in a new city. And one of those days was traveling. And yeah. one of those days was actually seeing the city because my wife wanted to try the food and see the local stuff and the architecture and all that. So now I'm already down to, you know, two to two and a half days every four of actually working. Um, but I said, you know what, I have to, I have to write this book. And sometimes those projects just call to you. And uh, did you have a ghostwriter or you did it on your own? Oh no, I don't have a ghost. I write everything. Everything awesome. I make is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's me. Awesome. Um, the audio book I read myself. That's uh, awesome. I insisted on it. I mean, they paid me to do it, but I would have done it for free or I would have made sure that I read it because I didn't want a voice actor doing it. Um, yeah. And, and the last third of the book I actually wrote, it came together very quickly in terms of writing it, but the process of coming up with the content has been years, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Of course. Been doing all the work that I've been doing for the past 20 years. Um, I broke my neck two thirds of the way through my tour. So with a month of left of my tour, I'm in Colorado and I break my neck in two spots. How did that happen? I, I fainted. Uh, I was doing, I like biohacking stuff, but I also have a really weak stomach. Yeah. And so I was researching some biohacking stuff and just passed out. I've never fainted in my life. I passed out and at nothing glamorous, not like you should see the other yeah. guy or I was skydiving or something. I was sitting in a chair <laughs> reading <laughs> and passed out <laughs> and I, I hit my head. Uh, I hit my head here on the drywall and then the back of my head, I, I, I cut open on the baseboard and, uh, broke my neck in two spots and had a concussion and compressed my spine and all this stuff. And, um, how long, how long ago was this? 
this was March of last year. So still pretty, pretty, birthday. pretty, pretty recent. Yeah. So on my yeah. wife's birthday. Yeah. yeah. March last year. How are you, how are you feeling now? I'm almost there. There's still some, some little bit of rehab and stuff going. Um, but I, I, that was the one of the hardest decisions of my life. The most painful, most physically painful thing I've ever gone through in my life, yeah. for sure. And also, I don't, I don't know if you ever had a concussion, but I that was my first concussion ever. And uh, not being able to think clearly is not something I'm used to, and was yeah. really, really, really hard. Um, anyway, so I continued on the tour because everybody wanted me to go home, yeah. but I, I wanted to continue on the tour because talking to entrepreneurs, helping them is is my purpose and that's healing for me yeah i would i would much rather be in a hotel room you know banquet hall whatever with in, in minnesota with three pillows behind me and an ice pack on me for four hours while i sit at the front of the room talking i'd much rather do that than just be at home lying in bed you know like this was healing for me um and i, I wrote the last part of the book when we were going to new york from Toronto to New York is about an eight and a half hour, nine hour yeah, drive. Yeah. And I had a meeting there and I wasn't allowed to fly because of the, my broken neck, the pressure up and down, they didn't claim me to fly. So we had to drive there for a meeting and um, I couldn't drive either. Cause I'm wearing this neck brace for 60 days. So my wife had to drive. Uh, and so I sat, you know, in the, in the passenger seat, which I'm not used to. Uh, and we drove to New York and back for my meeting and I wrote the last third of the book in the car while she was driving. Um, so it all came together pretty quickly and it just felt like it had to, it had to get out. It had to be released. And so far the reviews have been pretty good, but um, yeah. No, no. Congrats on that, buddy. So it's a lot of, a lot of work going behind writing a book. Right. And it's a lot of, like I said, it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It has, it's a lot of years of experience and, and knowledge and, and, and it builds up to that one moment when it's, it's the right time to do it. So I appreciate that part of it. When you're doing your tour last year, how many stops did you say you did? 23 cities in 90 days. That's crazy. That is a lot of lot. It does of sound movement. crazy, right? It, it does. Crazy. It does. When you think of the number, because you're exactly you're saying the traveling time, the downtime. This it's just it's just and those ninety days. Whole, those like, three months are just go 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 go. Me, my wife, my camera guy, and we drove. We we rented a suburban, and yeah. we drove from Toronto all the way to San Diego and back. Which is crazy. Which is the San Diego. You're looking at if you were to drive straight, you're looking at a seven eight day drive almost. Uh, it depends on how many stops, but yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a long drive. Yeah. Uh, but we stopped. We most drives were, you know, six or so hours. So it was right through the U.S. You didn't do any Canadian stops through the the time, or it was all right through the U.S. All U.S. Yeah, yeah. Toronto. I did a Toronto. Toronto. I did as a so our hometown. I did Toronto as a test run. Yeah, and I just brought some of my friends to say, "Hey, I'm." I did the tour because my greatest fear is disappointing people, and getting on stage. I love doing the work, but it also it terrifies me the most. Because my biggest fear is I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to disappoint people and and I don't want to waste somebody's time. And so I thought, how do I crush this? Well, I'm going to get on stage every four days in a different city. <laughs> just just beat it out of me. Um, and so that you know, the tour came together pretty quickly. And uh, yeah, Toronto, San Diego, back. Was that your was that your first experience with this this type of networking or this type of um, events, or you did this in the past? Um, I've done, I've done a lot of speaking in the past. Yeah. yeah, It's still still something that, that, um, terrifies me. 
before I go on stage every time I'm still super afraid. It's 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 probably one of the number one biggest fears is public speaking, right? So it's it's something that's it's 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 something that some people get comfortable with, but it's still. I mean, those butterflies are just your your emotions, right? It's like an athlete going on uh, onto a live game, right? There, that that raw emotion was what makes it special, right? Yeah, and I'm I you know because I'm so worried about disappointing people, that would be just the cycle going in my head. You know, Brendan Bouchard brings me out to his event in Puerto Rico. The people have paid thirty to fifty thousand dollars to be here, and I'm going to go on stage and blow it and be a disappointment to everybody right that's like the the talk that i have to fight in my head before going up on stage um and this is but, something you've always had in your your back of your mind because obviously you're very successful at what you do so it would, you would think after a while you'd be so confident that it would be absolutely nothing just to step on stage but you're still feeling that is that something you've always struggled with this the, um, the, the belief in you have to keep everybody happy um i put pressure on myself that i want I want this to be the best. Like when you ask me, what am I up to right now? I'm, I'm talking to Jeff. Like this matters to me. I want this to I be the that. best interview I that you've that. done, that I've done. And, yeah. and maybe it's not. Maybe I'm the worst interview you've done, you know, in the past 10. Uh, or maybe I end up being much better for the next four episodes I'm doing. But, but it's my intention going in. And yeah. because I put that pressure on myself to try to show up, then it makes me nervous. And, and I, think, I think it's a good thing. Like I think it's, I think if you don't have anything that makes you nervous, that makes you anxious, that gives you some stress in a, in a positive way, I think you hate your life. Like I think otherwise you're just photocopying the same day over and over and over again. I love that. Um, and so, yeah, every time I get on uh, you know, an interview. Now I've already done two today. So you have, huh? You're, it's just like, it's carrying the, you're getting the energy that I already had in the last year. It's like, it's yeah. carrying forward and carrying over. Yeah. But before I do my first one, I'm always a little bit nervous. Not because I haven't, like, it's logically, yes, I've done it. How many interviews have I done? How many videos have I done? Even before I make a YouTube video, I'm still nervous. I've done yeah. 6,000 videos. Why am I still nervous? Because I want this to be the best one I've done. Yeah, I love that. If I want to just keep doing it the way I've done it, then yeah, I could do that again. I was just recently um, listening to a gentleman and he was talking about every single day is so important for him to try something new every day. And it could be something simple where he'll take a different path on his daily walk or something simple just to experience something different every day. So I, I love that aspect because it, 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 it kind of clicks in my head when you're saying that it's is you're trying to have that different experience. You're trying to make it the best you can. So I love that part of it. Yeah, I mean, I had I had um, Kevin O'Leary on my show earlier this week from yeah. Shark Tank Dragons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. And and I I don't know Kevin. I mean, I know a lot of the people in the person development entrepreneur kind of space, yeah. but not the not the Shark Tank guys. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's lots of people I don't know. So this is the first time I'm meeting Kevin, and the first hour up leading up to that interview where I had him on my show, I was I, I was useless. You know, I was I was I plotted an hour of my calendar to prepare for the show. It's like, I know Kevin, what he's doing kind of, but I don't really know what he's doing right now. Right. Yeah. You know, him from Shark Tank. Yeah, Kevin's of course. Yeah. Yeah. But course, like, yeah. what does he care about right now? I don't know. So let me spend some time going through his Instagram and his website and just see kind of what he's talking about. So we have some conversation points because I don't want him to come on and be disappointed by, you know, what we're creating. Um, now, logically, I could say, well, Kevin's a pro. How many interviews has he done? Like, he could just carry the show by himself. Yeah. I've already had Tony Robbins on and Gary Vee on and all these guys. So why am I so worried? But it's still the emotional side of things. And that it took me maybe 15 minutes to actually prep 
or the interview just to get to the point. Like, okay, I know, I know what we're going to talk about. Um, and then the, the rest of the 45 minutes leading up to it was just basically a waste of time. You know, I couldn't really do anything that required focus because I was still just nervous about I'm, I'm laughing now because what you're saying was me today. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because I've, 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 this whole podcast world, this whole self building a brand of myself just started that journey just started about six months ago. I've yeah. been a successful entrepreneur for 24 years. I've done well for myself and with numerous companies. And this is a different venture for myself. So every time I bring somebody on, I had David, uh, very similar. A couple of weeks ago, we had David uh, uh, Meltzer on and it's the exact same thing. So when you get somebody of a certain stature, like yourself, the, the 15 minutes. And usually when I podcast with most people, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't research anybody. And because I like having a raw conversation, I just like them talking. And then I just pick and nick with certain stuff. But for yourself, for some reason, I was like, you know what? I got to, I got to research a bit more. So I, I did a little 50, the same thing, thing, 15 minutes research. And then about 45 minutes, like, okay, let's just, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, wait for the time to come. So it's, it's that, it's that, it's that almost excitement, which is fun, right? I enjoy it. And, and that's the reason I started this podcast is I've done 60 something interviews in, in the six months. And it's, the amount of entrepreneurs I've met and, and networking and just, and learning. I'm always learning. I love learning everything. I'm, I'm a strong believer in the day you date, the day you die is the day you stop learning. So every time I, I try to take a little something from each interview and, and take it towards myself and incorporate it into my lifestyle. So I appreciate everything you're saying because it, it's, it's hits hit right home when you're saying that with that little nerves and that excitement, right? I think it's great. I think it's healthy. Like I think, I think it can be debilitating. I think, you know, uh, Evan from 10 years ago might have stressed out for a week before Kevin O'Leary coming on. Uh, Evan from 15 years ago probably would have found the reason not to do the show with Kevin O'Leary, right? It would have found that, oh, I'm too busy, or really because I'm just afraid that it's not going to go well, so find an excuse out. Um, but, you know, an hour before, I think, I think it's good. I think if you look at your calendar, look at the week ahead, look at the month ahead, and there's nothing in there that makes your heart beat a little bit faster. Yeah. I don't, I think you hate your life. Like, I think, I think you have to have some of those things in your calendar. Otherwise you hate your life. No, I love that part. There's one thing I, I, I don't know if you had a chance to take a look at it, but I threw you a message. I know you're, you're crazy busy with your social media I threw a message to you. You had done a post saying, um, and it's something you hashtag strongly. And most of your posts is hashtag believe. And you've done a post and I think you did an interview and it said hashtag, um, believe in yourself. And that's something uh, my son was born 12 years ago. Um, we went through four months of sick kids. He was diagnosed with CP and I've, and he became my purpose. And, and he was originally supposed to be in a wheelchair and I got him out of a wheelchair. He was in the AFOs. I got him out of AFOs. He's my purpose. And now he's running, he's getting ready to run his first little marathon at 12 years old. Nice, and, and he's what, became my CP? purpose. Sorry. What's CP? Cerebral palsy. Oh, cerebral palsy. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and we've broken, shattered every barrier. Like if you take a second look at my post, you'll see this kid. He's 12 year old jacked, works out every day, plays baseball. And, and I've kind of broken that barrier because he being my purpose. I, I had a drive to get him. And that also focused, it actually helped my companies as well. Cause it, it focused me to focus on passive income. And I started getting into a lot of vacation rentals. Like I got properties up in Blue Mountain, Muskoka. So I started doing it a lot of different ventures. One thing I've always said to him is, is you're going to, you're going to be picked on you. There's kids are going to be mean to you because you have AFOs, you have braces and it's on your legs and stuff like that. And this is now he's out of them. But I always said to him, you got to, and it was one thing I instilled and instilled from day one is believe in yourself, believe in yourself. And I got signs made for him and my daughter and they're outside their bedroom 
right on top of their door. It says in, in wood, a huge sign. It says, believe in yourself. So every time they go to bed every night, they look at that sign and I, and I, make, and I try to instill them. So when I saw that, it hit close to home when you said that, which I appreciate as very, very much. It's, it's a huge thing. I think a lot of parents have to instill in their children is that, that constant drive of believing in yourself. So that was a big, big thing when I saw that. I was like, I got to get this guy on my show, right? Cool. I, I mean, my parents um, used to always, they're on my wall behind me. So this is a picture here where I'm, I'm eight or nine years old in this picture. So maybe a little bit yeah. younger than your guy now, but and my parents here and, and they would always tell me that you're Evan Castrilli Carmichael. You can do anything that you believe that you can. And that's, that's a message that is still kind of, that's why they're on the wall here. So when I walk into here, are day, your parents, that, are your parents still with us? Yeah. Yeah. They're still here. They're, okay. they're, you know, seven minute drive from where I'm at right now. So um, saw, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And they still have that same voice, but I remember being, you know, being a kid and I had a whole bunch of issues, learning issues. I mean, I used to, in school, I used to hide under my desk uh, and not participate in class. If you like classroom, everybody's sitting down and I'm sitting under my desk. Um, so I had a lot of issues in school, you know, growing up and, uh, and my parents, it's par- partly why they spent so much on, they spent all their money and trying to put me in good schools because they wanted me to believe in myself more. Um, so yeah, I love what you're doing with with your kids. Um, I think of Nick uh, Nick Tabor who came to my workshop uh, last year in Toronto, and he's one of the first, if not the first, personal trainer who has CP. Uh, okay. And so he's his his most important core value is the climb. So he talks about it being a climb of, you know, he's got he's got cerebral palsy, but he's a personal trainer helping other people to overcome their. Yeah, obstacles and a lot of it's just the mindset obstacles to push you to where you need to go. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So your relationship with your parents is—they're close, which I love because I, my parents are my parents are still in they're in Etobicoke now, so they're only about thirty minutes from us. How was their influence when you decided to venture on your own? Because you you worked in the uh, you ventured first in the software industry. I mean, that was your first business. Yeah, and and um, they always believed in me when nobody else did. So starting in the software company, instead of taking a six-figure job that that I, I thought I wanted and every, you know all my friends wanted, and people yeah. thought it was crazy for taking you know not taking that job, and they would just tell me, "Hey, you're Evan Christiely Carmichael. You can do anything you believe that you can," and that helped give me the courage and confidence to say, "All right, I'll give it a shot. I'd rather know and fail than not know." Um, and so, yeah, they were, they never gave me that, like, they're not entrepreneurs. And, and so they don't know how to give me kind of business advice or what to do with, with my YouTube channel or, uh, anything like that. But just the, the belief, like believe in yourself back to that hashtag that you talk about, you know, with your kids, that's what they gave me. And so that's what I'm trying to give to the world too. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I'm going to ask you two quick questions. I always ask all our audience before we, um, we head out today in a few words, if you were gone today, how would you want to be described by the closest relatives or closest friends? Um, I don't know. I don't really think about that. I'm, I'm dead. Uh, so I don't really think about legacy, but um, hopefully, they, hopefully they feel it more than how they describe it. Hopefully they feel a little bit more belief in themselves and want to spread that belief to other people as well. So if a little bit of Evan's spirit lives on, sprinkling belief, magic dust on people, I think that's great. That is awesome. And last question I have for you for today, superpower. If you had one superpower, what would it be? The ability to shift somebody's self-belief. But I think you're doing, you're doing that. You're doing that already. 
I'm trying, but I'm nowhere close, man. Like, I think, I think belief is lack of belief is the world's biggest problem. Yeah. Like, I, I think everybody agree. People have got like all the people on your wall are great. Like I am Ali. I love it. Um, everybody could be Ali at something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, not hundred percent. And it's probably not the thing that they're doing now where they went to school for or their parents did, but something like you could be Ali or, or Winfrey or Einstein or jobs or, or Jeff at something. Um, but they just don't believe that they can. And so uh, that's the mission I'm on with, with every podcast I do, every video that I make, hopefully I can unlock like one extra person, but um, you know, I'm, I'm never going to solve that problem. So if I had a superpower, that's what I would do. That is awesome, brother. I appreciate you taking your time and your busy schedule. Any last things you want to tell our audience before you head out today? Just make today count. You know, like it's easy to get inspired. And I'm sure if you've been listening to Jeff's stuff, you're, you're motivated. You, you have that extra belief in yourself. But, but do something today. So many people wait till tomorrow. Wait till Monday. Wait till their birthday. Wait till January 1st. Wait till summer's over. Wait till whatever, right? Some fancy date in the future. Like today matters. Today matters. What are you going to do today? You've learned something from this episode. Hopefully you feel a little bit more inspired. Great. Before you go to bed tonight, what can you do to make yourself proud of the day that was? I love it, brother. Thank you very much. On all our show notes, we're going to put all the info to get a hold of Evan. And uh, if you want to um, get a part of any of his programs, pick up his book, Inspirational Individual, Great Heart, doing great things in this world. And I greatly appreciate you taking your time and your busy schedule to uh, be a guest on our show. Thank you so much, brother. Awesome, Jeff. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you, brother. That's a wrap for today. I want to thank our guest, Evan Carmichael, for taking the time of his busy schedule to be a guest on the Jeff Nozing Podcast. What an honor once again. If you guys enjoy this show as much as I did, tell your friends, tell your family. We're trying to build something special here. Leave a review. Five stars will be absolutely amazing. Until next week, everyone, always move forward.